Welcome to the Fieldcraft Survival Podcast. I am the Director of Family Preparedness here, Amber L., and I have one of my near and dear friends with me here today. Her name is Erin Wilkins. I'll let her introduce herself to you, but she's been my friend for many, many years, um, and I think that her life and what she stands for and believes in and the way she lives that out is uh, very, very relevant to what we um, subscribe to here at Fieldcraft and what we believe too. And so I'm so excited to bring her on board um, and let you guys hear and have a conversation with her today. So I'm gonna let her introduce herself. Yeah, thank you, Amber, for having me on Fieldcraft. Um, my name's Erin, I'm a registered nurse. I'm a mom to five kids. I have an amazing husband. Um, we recently moved from California to Tennessee in 2020, and that has been a wild journey. Um, you have a I, cow. We have a cow. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> um, I homeschool my children, and yeah, we're just like diving into the homesteading life right now. That's kind of what we're doing. So building resilience <clears throat> every single day, one milking session at a time. Exactly. <laughs> Um, that, that's one of the things I love about you is out of all the many is that it's never enough for you to just be uncomfortable with something or talk about something. You are always so solution oriented and I deeply value that. Um, and I feel like that's something that I do well. And that's why that's something we always really resonate together mm -hmm. with. However, you've had to make hard decisions, hard decisions that a lot of times I think, I mean, could I, do I have the, the ability to do that? Yes. But would I have done it? You know, mm -hmm. how uncomfortable, um, it's been such a process for you, but in every step of it, your vision for, and your belief in what freedom lie, lay on the other side was always deeper than the discomfort that existed in the interim period. Um, and I think that sometimes that's a foresight that some people aren't able to have. Yeah. Um, and so you do it so well and you and your husband Ben do it together as a team so well, I feel like, but it, it it's because you're not so you're not paralyzed and stuck in your fear. And I think a large part of that is because you've always lived a lifestyle of preparedness, whether that's mental, emotional, mm -hmm. financial, physical, like that's just something that you were brought up with. And so I think a lot of times people forget that there's that thread that's woven into the life of this preparedness life you're living that may seem wild and eccentric and crazy to most plays out down the road in the long game. <clears throat> so incredibly powerfully yeah. because of what you're able to do, because you're not operating in that place of fear. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I don't think any of us like to live in fear. Um, so being solution oriented and like, okay, I'm feeling this fear. Is there anything I can do about it? <clears throat> and sorry, I feel like something in my throat thinking beyond the pic the big picture um, and just pushing past the fear, like I said, to create solutions for yourself mm -hmm. so that you don't have to live afraid. But I think a lot of people would say, how? Like, how do I sit in discomfort? At what point do I know, do I know that I'm capable? Yeah, we were just talking about that because no one likes to be uncomfortable. Um, especially me, like when, you know, when we lived in California, I was comfortable. I had my friends, I had my family, I had my, all the things I like to do. Um, there wasn't a lot of your cherry tree in the backyard. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of discomfort in that life. Yeah. I mean a little bit, but you know, until there was, mm -hmm. and then I had to learn how to sit in that and be okay with it. And also to see the growth that was happening from the discomfort and to kind of value that in a way. It's like now I almost enjoy being uncomfortable in a sense because I know that I'm pushing myself. I know I'm challenging myself. I know I'm growing. Mm -hmm. um, and you can take it in seasons. Like I don't want to be uncomfortable all the time, but, but yeah, like I feel like every day of my life since we've moved, I felt uncomfortable, uncomfortable at times mm -hmm. in my day. I love, I love that though. And, and you know, I've been up to visit you on the farm in Tennessee yeah. and you, you went from suburbia to mm -hmm. here's my milk cow. Mm -hmm. This is a rather large animal. You know, let me show you what this process looks like. Let me show you the provision that this cow gives our family and the self-reliance that she allows us. However, 
look at my hands a little shaky because I'm still learning, but it doesn't stop you. Mm -mm. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, there was, we bought that cow. (laughs) (laughs) It was literally like, we might want a cow someday, right? Like, I think that's a good thing to have. It it really is amazing for being self-sufficient. There's so much provision in that. Um, never in my life prior to moving to Tennessee did I ever want a cow. Like farm life never really appealed to me. It just was like, yeah, that sounds like it might be a fun adventure, but I don't ever see that in our future. We lived in suburbia, California, right? Um, we were just looking on Craigslist and kind of seeing how much they cost and just, you know, like making a plan for the future if we were to want one one day. And my husband Ben was like, let's just get this one. And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, which isn't like me usually. I'm like, okay, sure, sounds good. But a cow, like that's a, <clears throat> that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. We know nothing about cows. Um, so he literally drove the next day and bought a cow. We had no fencing. We had no, like I had to go while he was driving. I think he drove like seven hours. I had to go buy stuff for fencing, buy a trough, buy a grain. (laughs) I'm like calling my friends, like we're buying a cow. I have no clue what, like, what is my life? I don't even understand what's happening. Um, A lot of people's initial step into farming is like a raised bed of lettuce and chickens. Yeah. And you show up to tractor supply and you're like, just like. Where's the cow section? Zero to a hundred in farm life. Like, (laughs) yeah, it's been wild. Anyways, but I just, I think sometimes to get to, to have the things you value in everyday life, which for me at this time is really being self-sufficient and feeling like we're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Whatever happens in the world, me and my family are going to be okay. You have to do uncomfortable things to get there sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that's just the reality. Um, and you're not going to be okay with discomfort unless you sit in discomfort. Like you just have to. But I think that's the answer is <clears throat> how do you get to that point where you're okay with that is, well, you have to give yourself the small wins and you really have to have the long-term perspective to see that there's something on the other side of that. You're not putting up a mailbox mm-hmm. in the uncomfortable place. You're mm-hmm. not staying there. You're just passing through, mm-hmm. but it's the bridge that you have to cross to get to the place where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And if not, you just stay in stagnation, right? Yeah. But giving yourself those small wins allows you to hold that, that uncomfortable space over and over again. And so even the small things like, I was at your house when I started doing the ice baths in January. Yes. <laughs> and what did yeah. you tell me? The first time I was getting in, when I was standing in your yard in the snow, I, I looking really, at the icy yeah. trough, and I was looking at it, and you were standing next to me, and you said? I said something like, <laughs> how is this hesitation serving you You right said now? your hesitation is not serving you. Yeah. And I was like. And you're like, right. okay. As, I, you as I watch your milk cow in the background, <laughs> and I'm like, she's right. It doesn't serve you. It's like, at the end of the day, are you going to do it anyways? Right. Why not now? Then just go. Yeah. Just you do don't it. need a fence. Yeah. Just get in. You don't need fences. <laughs> you don't need chicken coops. Just buy the chicken. Yeah. yeah I, Which seems counterintuitive <laughs> to preparedness, but it's not, it's not that. It's, it's baptism by fire. <laughs> right. It's actually, it is actually counterintuitive to preparedness. It's actually the conduit to preparedness. I don't know if I actually recommend buying a cow before you have fencing. Like that was really challenging. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I think there are do as I say, smarter as I ways to do it. <laughs> yeah. Like we could have said, hey, can we come get your cow in the month? Mm-hmm. And given ourselves some time to prepare for yeah. that. But, you know, at the end of the day, we got the same result. And um, sometimes I think I think my brain just works that way a little bit. It's like, yeah. we're getting a cow, so I got to do this now. Mm-hmm. I think a big thing for you probably, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, but this is just from reflection on the changes that I saw in you in that time period in your life were, so you were a nurse and then you stayed home, decided to stay home with your babies. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you started building an online community, which Mm -hmm. you've been extremely successful at your people adore you. There's over a hundred thousand people there who they're your people. They're your community. They're there because they trust you and they trust your guidance, um, and your mentorship. But, um, you started to do that. And then whenever the pressure really came in California with medical freedoms, which is something that you stood so highly for medical Mm -hmm. freedom, um, you decided that it was time that you needed to fight back. And so you were fighting a bill, 
I remember that season of your life. Yeah. Constantly. It was so inspiring. But what I noticed in you was your realization that there's so many things. There's so many nuances in this life that feel uncomfortable, unjust, intolerable, but the vast majority of people aren't willing to do things Mm -hmm. to counteract that Mm -hmm. um, because they feel as if they don't have the ability to. Mm -hmm. Whereas a lifestyle of self-reliance is understanding that rebellion looks a lot different than you think. Mm -hmm. Rebellion can look like buying a cow. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Getting your family out of a situation that seems to be jeopardizing their mental, emotional health as well as their future. Mm-hmm. And so what you saw was the long-term ramifications of not doing anything right. and you weren't willing to accept that. And so I feel like that transitions your mindset in every aspect of your life to say, what else am I just capitulating to? Absolutely. That won't be okay in 10 years. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be happy with how my, with how this results in my life in 15 years, in 20 years, in my mm-hmm. children's life. And so it was, it was that moment and that significant time of becoming a freedom keeper mm-hmm. um, that really showed you, hmm, there's a lot of other things that I'm yes. not willing to accept either. And it gave you the the guts, the gusto to do that, I think. It really It was did. like the wind that yeah. came under your wings. It really did because I realized that you have to fight for the things that you believe in. Um, and when you're passionate about something, like for me in that time period, it felt like I did not have a choice. Like mm-hmm. it was like do or die. I speak out about this, I show up, or my life is going to end up looking like something I don't want it to. Mm -hmm. And um, some people just don't have that conviction about things, and that's okay. But I remember also being like, this is really important, and I see where this is leading down the road. Mm -hmm. Like, why are more people not here? Yeah. Why aren't people showing up? Like, I would show up to these things, and I felt so alone. I'm like, I, don't, I just couldn't understand why more people weren't there. Like, it's not easy for me to come. I'm hiring a sitter. I'm, you know, driving to do these things and giving my time just like anyone else would. So I think it just taught me like, when you believe in something, you fight for it, you show up. Regardless you, of who else is here. Yeah. And regardless of if it's hard, it's hard. Yeah. It's but hard. I, and I think that's given you a lot of grace and perspective into humanity <clears throat> as well, because you realized that and we've had these conversations, these people, it, they weren't ready. It wasn't mm-hmm. the right time for them. Yeah. They they didn't have the resources to be able to do that. They emotionally and mentally weren't in the right place for that. But that doesn't inhibit you or stop you from doing what you know and believe totally. to be true in your bones. And that's being very self-aware and being comfortable mm-hmm. and confident in who you are. And that's an important, that's why emotionally working towards being a healthy person is so important because your decisions are made from that firm foundation. Yeah. Um, and so you had done the work for a long time in order to be that person, but it gave you the space to say, if this is okay, if it's not for you, but it's for me Mm -hmm. and I will use all of my personal freedoms and God given rights to make sure that I am paving this path forward in the way that I know I'm supposed to for my family. Let me be an inspiration to you if that's what you need. Yeah. You know, let me do it in a really big way so that you feel encouraged to do it in a small way. Like, what if you guys just grow an herb garden in your backyard? I'm going to go get a milk cow in Tennessee at a house I've never seen before. But I hope you feel inspired (laughs) to get your garden together. No, that and that like that life isn't for everyone. I get it. Like, but yeah, it's just it's just the principle of when you value something, you're willing to be uncomfortable for doing the things that you value. Um. And that's, I think that's just mm-hmm. the ticket is being okay with sitting in that uncomfortableness mm-hmm. in order to get a life that you believe in. People have to decide what they value. Yes. Athletic Greens or AG1 was something that I'd heard about from lots of different places. And I'd been on the fence about trying it for a while. And what oldly convinced me to pull the trigger and try it out was a story that I was listening to. As some of you might know, I'm a huge pirate nerd. I was listening to a story about Francis Drake and his expedition when a whole bunch of his sailors came down with scurvy and they had to make a trip to shore because they knew they needed things like citrus and fruits and vegetables. Uh, That's what they do to go get the cure. That's how they viewed that stuff was as a cure for scurvy. And it wasn't for a while that they started thinking like, oh, wait, if we just keep consuming this stuff on a regular basis and uh, bring it with us on board, 
then we don't have to deal with crappy things like scurvy and make unnecessary trips to shore. And so from that lifestyle perspective, uh, I started looking into things like multivitamins and had an interest in stuff like athletic greens because I didn't want scurvy-like problems because my body wasn't getting the resources that it needed to maintain systems and to function. You know, it was an easy thing to think about when we sweat. Uh, My body needs electrolyte replacement. I've got to keep fuel tanks kind of topped off. And I needed something that I would do, not something that I wouldn't do. Uh, My mother-in-law likes to go to Costco, grab the packet of super greens from, uh, from there, throw that in a blender in the Vitamix and add it with just water, which is an example of something that I know that I won't do. I'm not that dedicated and I don't take a multivitamin consistently enough. So ultimately athletic greens has been the perfect solution for me to get the nutrients that I know that I need. It has a huge list, 75 different ingredients of vitamins, minerals, superfoods, antioxidants, all the stuff that you hear about to assist with all kinds of things like energy, immunity, gut health, better sleep, uh, reduce stress, a whole lot more. And the idea behind it for me was always to treat the problems and not just treat the symptoms. So if that's something that you uh, want to try out, you can head on over to athleticgreens.com fieldcraft or click the link. And with your purchase, they're going to give you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and a five free travel pack. Vitamin D is not something actually that's in the AG1, but with, uh, with your, your purchase of that, you get this one-year uh, one free supply, which is a pretty sweet deal. Make sure you head on over and check that out and take advantage of that. Tell me how this is such a topic in our community is family preparedness. Mm-hmm. And obviously I resonate with not just the fa- not just the women, but the families in general, but a lot of women, because I feel as though I work very hard to be relatable because I am. Like my credibility yes, comes from so the fact that I live that life, yeah, you know? Like you really I make are. the sacrifices like you do <clears throat> to homeschool my children, to live a life of self-reliance and preparedness, to be the one with the backpack on the hike mm-hmm. with all the medical equipment in the it. Mary Poppins bag. To help everybody and the satellite device um, (laughs) to protect everybody, you know? And so um, I just, I really love helping to serve the community of women and families here at Fieldcraft Mm -hmm. um, because there is such a place for us in this whole lifestyle of self-reliance, like the mama bears of the family. The dads have, and the fathers have such incredible roles, but the mothers have such powerful roles and such powerful influence over the home. You know that. Yeah. You live that life. Um, but showcasing what a preparedness and self-reliant lifestyle looks like for your family, whatever your family may look like, you know, you're married. I'm not. I'm doing the single mom thing. Mm-hmm. It's different, but it, there's so many similar yeah. qualities. Yeah. So how do you approach preparedness as a mother and as a, a caretaker of your home? Mm-hmm. So you're a steward of your home. Yeah. By the way, I have to say, like, I look up to you and you know this in so many ways because, like, satellite satellite phone. Wait, I need a satellite phone? Like, these are things I just wouldn't think of. But, yes, of course, like, what happens if you're, you know, you're so good about thinking ahead to every scenario, every possible scenario and what you would need in order to be prepared for that. And I really, I look up to you in that way. Appreciate that. Among many other ways. But um, no, I think that I, I approach it from a little bit of a, um, we said earlier in the day about something about detaching the umbilical cord, mm-hmm. right? At the end of the day, my family's responsibility is my own mm-hmm. um, or the responsibility of my family is my own. Their health, their happiness, their well-being. Are they fed? Are they clothed? Are they warm? So I think we live in a world where those things are provided for us. They're really easily accessible. But I think we've seen, mm-hmm. especially in the last few years, that that might always be the case. And so um, I really started my journey with more like preparation in 2020. Um, do I have enough food for a certain period of time? Do I have to run to the store every time I run out of flour in my little tiny canister or do I have a big bucket of it in my pantry that I can replenish? Um, Just thinking about it in terms of uh, 
same way you do, I'm sure, to a degree of like, if there's where to happen, what do I need to have? And do I have that? And if not, let me get mm-hmm. it so that I can feel prepared. Yeah, people get so used to outsourcing everything. Mm-hmm. Those things are precious. Mm-hmm. Those don't get outsourced. Right. People get confused mm-hmm. and they accidentally begin to outsource them. And before they know it, it's evolved into, well, this is normal. Mm-hmm. It's not normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think deep down people can admit that it causes a lot of discomfort inside. Mm-hmm. Um, once you really start to take into perspective what you're outsourcing, that should never be outsourced. Um, you, you really start to get a handle and a grasp on the stages and steps that you go through to make your family more prepared. And I think that's what you did is you started with, like you just said, you started with manageable steps, mm-hmm. food, food, food storage food is easy. And water, easy. Added in medical equipment, even people on a tight budget. It's easy. You make a game plan Mm -hmm. because you're thinking of the end game. You're thinking of the long game. And so you slowly start to order big boxes of dried pasta and big Mm -hmm. containers of flour, slowly Mm -hmm. build out a food storage. That's the simple stuff. Yeah. Move into skill sets. What skill sets are there? You know, what mm-hmm. contingency plans were created? Mm-hmm. You have the emergency bags. bags for your whole family. Go bags for the kids, the preparedness. Yeah. Um, I think, too, I wanted to say that I want to feel peace in my day to day. And I wasn't able to feel that because I felt unprepared. Mm-hmm. And so having taken the steps to feel prepared has brought me so much peace because I know in almost any situation will be okay. Mm-hmm. Um So I think that that is just something that's really important. If you're feeling afraid, if you're feeling fear, what steps can you take to feel prepared for whatever scenario so that you don't feel afraid? Mm -hmm. Well, you guys even had tornadoes a few months back. Mm -hmm. And I remember you posting pictures from your, you have a cold storage. And like you're in there, it's a storm shelter. Mm -hmm. Um, But you had all your bags with you so that Mm -hmm. if you had to displace from your home, and I, I feel like you felt very confident yeah. in that moment. Like a tornado is not something that yeah. you've ever had to deal with. No, never. I'm like, you're like, I am three in Kansas. Alarm goes Toto. off. Tornado warning. Yeah. Whole new experience, right? I'm 37 years old. I've never four small children. Imagine this for myself. Bunker. Wanted this for myself. Yeah. Like, what is happening? Grab all the kids. Throw them in the bunker. The cow. I didn't feel fear. I felt not the cow. Fine. Not the cow. I wish. Praying for Dolly. Please, Dolly, be okay. <laughs> but you were ready. You were ready because you had done the, I the, did, the yeah. work. Yeah. yeah. And you didn't wait for somebody to do it for you. Yeah. You didn't displace that responsibility onto your husband. Mm-hmm. Um, you do a lot as a team, but mm-hmm. you said, I'm capable. Yes. I have a brain. I have the capacity to reason. I know what's making me feel uncomfortable. I know my family best. So obviously I'm going to curate these preparedness plans, these security bags, these emergency supplies in a way that serves my family. Mm -hmm. I think mothers are good at at, um, insight and intuition too. And I think that the narrative needs to be changed from it's not a burden to bear. Yeah. It's a beautiful responsibility. Yes. That you get to control. Yes. And it can, I get that it can feel overwhelming. Because when you're looking at this long list of things you need, it's like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. it's so much stuff. It's expensive. Where am I going to keep it? When we lived in California, I literally had food storage stacked around my kids' beds. Like we didn't have a closet or like cold storage or anywhere to keep this stuff. But it was like, well, it's got to go somewhere and I need it. And I'm not just going to let the lack of a place to put it, you know, stop the perfect yeah. place to keep it stop me from having mm-hmm. it and feeling prepared. Yeah. So... I think a lot of times it's just like mental roadblocks. You just have to start somewhere. Prioritize it in your mind, like what feels most important and just start checking off the boxes as you can. Mm -hmm. And like, you're going to have to sacrifice. I didn't, I didn't buy clothes for my kids for a while. Like as many clothes, I had to cut back and things financially so I could afford to then buy the food or whatever it was, but. Just wiggle room in your budget. So Mm -hmm. worth it once you get to the other side and you feel that peace because you know you're prepared. Mm -hmm. What do you think? What do you think are the starting blocks? Like for if a woman or a family is listening to this, like how would I get started? Uh, Water, food. So Mm -hmm. I love like the water bricks for easy. Mm -hmm. We love the water water bricks. bricks. Yeah. Yeah. Water bricks for easy uh, water storage. Um, I like, uh, I usually just buy the big. Uh, what are they? MRE, mm-hmm. like, like water, freeze dried. Yeah, yeah. freeze dried. Um, uh, freeze, 
like beans, rice. And I love to give people a time frame Mm -hmm. too. Like start with enough food for three weeks for your family, enough water. Mm -hmm. And eventually you can't store enough water to serve your family. So the next step is what's a way to- Water treatment. Procure and treat your water, Mm -hmm. you know. Water drops. We call this here, the military acronym is a PACE plan. It stands for primary, alternate, contingency, and emergency. We use it so common here that I spew it out like normal Mm. nomenclature. And people look at me (laughs) a little confused sometimes. But when everything can fit into the context of a PACE plan, it gets less overwhelming and confusing. Mm -hmm. Because so like yesterday, we're hiking with these girls up in Stewart Falls. Mm -hmm. I have my satellite phone. They're like... (laughs) Who even thinks to have a satellite phone mm-hmm. other than people in the backwoods doing things like hunting things, you know, for yeah. these women, it was yeah. just so, yeah. uh, it was an so obscure foreign. concept, was, yeah, but foreign. I was, you know, I was thinking as we were hiking to myself, like <clears throat> if they imagined everything in the context of a pace plan, it wouldn't seem that mm-hmm. abrupt of a thing for right. somebody to be showcasing that they're carrying because obviously my phone is my primary, but then that's not enough. You know, mm-hmm. I need these backup solutions. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it, it, that, that template, is that making sense? Fits into totally. when you're looking through the lens of that template, it makes it so much easier to say, okay, well, this isn't as scary. If I need a pace plan for water for my family, let me start with the most simple thing. Mm-hmm. You have toddlers running around, like it's okay to have gallon j- jugs of water that you bought at the Walmart. Absolutely. In your, on Just your shelf. something. They expire. Change them out. They're a dollar per gallon. Mm-hmm. But it's freezing outside. Like, look at what happened in Texas lab mm-hmm. two, year, two years ago, last yeah. year. People were trying. The water pipes broke. They weren't able to access stores. Everything was shut down. They couldn't mm-hmm. find water. Trying mm-hmm. to make formula for their children. Yeah. Okay. Do you have ba- just immediate backup supplies of water? No one expects you to go be a primitive outsourcing uh, pirate of your water in the middle of a snowstorm. Like right. it's okay if you go into your utility room and grab one of your one gallon bottles Absolutely. of water. That makes you just as prepared and that's easy. as Bear grills. So maybe for a month, every time you go to the grocery store, you buy two of those waters and you stack them up somewhere. Right. So, and in an emergency, are you worried about where they're stored, like if they're in the heat in your garage, you know what I mean? Like people get hung up on those things. It's like- So a little BPA in it. You gotta survive, so you need water. And so when people can see it through that, it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, I can start simple. Make it easy on myself. Mm -hmm. Keep it simple. Your moms, like, let's make, maybe it's as easy as possible. We, like um, Mike and Rob and everybody make jokes about (coughs) people who are just, the only thing you should carry is a ferro rod. Ferro rods are great, but also big lighters are excellent as well. Yes. And they're super small. Absolutely. And you or click them, you know, make it simple. Yeah. But at the bottom of that pace plan, yeah, that ferro rod fits in. Great. Mm-hmm. You want to challenge yourself? You should know how to do that. That's excellent. It's kind of like when I was driving to Utah with the kids in December. I know how to change a tire. I have all my tire changing supplies in the back of my car. We did, we did a video, I did a video because I had a flat tire on the way here, but I had booked a hotel right next to a tire shop in case that were to happen because I'm driving on the freeway alone with three children mm-hmm. in States. I don't know. My dad's not down the road. Yeah. There's danger in changing a tire on the side of a freeway in a public parking lot in an area where I don't know my back has to be turned for a while. I can't run my own security. Do you know what I mean? Like there's, there's variables I can't control. So if I can drive my car right here to this tire shop, that's a hundred feet away from me and change my tire. That's the P in my pace plan. Mm -hmm. And I was prepared because I was ready to deal with that contingency by booking a hotel next to a tire shop. Well, and I think that, um, like when you, like, as I'm hearing you talk, it's like most people don't think of these scenarios. Do you know, I got kickback on the internet for it. Yeah. And they were like, how dare Fieldcraft post a video of this woman taking her car to a tire shop as being prepared. And I was like, you you just are missing the point. Like you're not casting your net wide enough for the people that need it to believe that they can actually adopt this lifestyle because that's their starting point. Yeah. That's the P in their pace plan. That's what they need to understand is the skill set of changing a tire, this having the supplies to change a tire are irreplaceable mm-hmm. and of the utmost value. But don't make it so hard on yourself. Yeah. You know, you can make it You can get to that point. Absolutely. And I think the more that you get in this mindset of buying the water jugs, buying a box of matches every time you go to the store for a little bit, Mm -hmm. um, 
helps you then start to get just get in that mindset of preparedness mm -hmm. and thinking ahead to different scenarios so that you for sure it, it builds right it's like you know you're not just going out and buying the whole arsenal mm -hmm. at once you're starting small the problem happens is when you put a period at the end of the p in the pace plan mm -hmm. when you say i have the i have 15 gallons of water in my Remind pantry what pace plan stands for again. primary alternate contingency and emergency mm. when you're stopping at the p that's where the problems yes. come in it because you're creating a false sense of security and i think that's what people get confused with is just because i'm advocating for the p doesn't mean the rest of my pace plan's not there mm -hmm. i don't have a false sense of security i'm just trying to give people a place to start yeah they need a launch point yeah. that's not overwhelming and scary totally what happens so you have to get in the in the mindset of saying okay i got this water for myself if they're I'm, I live in Hurricane Alley. When we get a hurricane and we're not, we're on a, a boil notice, but I need quick water to make food for my kids, electricity's out. I don't need to go get water from the bayou and run it through multiple filtration systems. I can start with the gallons of water that I have. However, what happens when my infrastructure stays crashed for an extended period of time and I get through those 15 gallons of water? Mm -hmm. What's next? Yeah. Do I have something in place to serve me next? Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. do I have a way to collect water? Mm -hmm. Do I have a way to filter the water? Yeah. Do I have a way for us to get immediate drinking water? Do I have the ability to mobilize myself to a, another location to get the water? You know, mm -hmm. do some scouting in the area. Where's the closest water yeah. source? And How even can just I get there? thinking you know, through these those things, things in your head a lot yes. of times is helpful. Writing them down, mm -hmm. having a plan. Mm -hmm. Will I ever have to utilize them? I hope not, but the plans are there. All you're seeing is the P in the pace plan. All you're seeing is the gallons of water and thinking that I've created this false sense of security. I haven't. Yeah. I'm just being relatable. Cause you know? you're amazing. No. You are. No, it's just how my brain works. I love it. <laughs> um, but you did that without realizing it. Yeah. You I created this plan. It was like, okay, now I have the water bricks. Okay, what's what's after that? Because and you may not know the answer, but that's why you and I might not know. You don't outsource that. But I at least recognize that I need to figure it out, and it's like yes. on my horizon of like. I and you don't outsource that security, but you can outsource the the knowledge, the educate, the gleaning of the education, and that's why we ex that's why we exist as a company, is to provide the education, bring to light that that. Um, that problem even exists and provide solutions, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. so that people don't have to spend all their time doing the mental work of, the, of that. We've digested it for you. We've broken it down. We're bringing to light things that you didn't even realize existed. That's why we do what we do yeah. to empower the families and show that you don't have to know everything. You're capable of it. You're capable of getting there. You don't have to know it all right now. Mm -hmm. Let us help you get started. Totally. Mm -hmm. And we've talked a lot about self-reliance in the homestead realm and food storage and water, that type of thing. Let's talk about personal protection. Okay. This is your first experience with Fieldcraft was our personal protection course. Yes, I you loved came. it, that was so good. That was a different aspect of your preparedness than mm -hmm. you had really had before. Firearms and, safe and, so, so, and security, personal security weren't new to you, mm -hmm. but I think that you're, as with everything, when your perspective was shifting, that perspective shifted too. Totally. Yeah, I mean, I, I grew up shooting guns. Mm -hmm. I grew up with a father who taught me the importance of personal security, mm -hmm. being able to defend myself. He put me in karate. <laughs> your like, green belt? Yeah, I'm a green belt. Don't mess with her. Um, don't mess. He, um, you know, every Thanksgiving we went and shot skeet, shotguns. Um, so I'm familiar with that, but I'm not, I'll fully admit, like I'm not fully comfortable mm -hmm. carrying and I'm working on getting there. I fully see the importance of it. Um, and it's on my horizon, but yeah, it's just, it's a discomfort that comes from one being a busy mom and not being able to fully spend the time to like go out and get comfortable like I need to, which is why I appreciated that course so much. Cause it did give me like an immersion into, it helped me feel a lot more comfortable where I actually do feel like I could go carry tomorrow and be fine.
and ketone IQ is drinkable ketones, something our body already uses to one extent or, the, uh, or another for an energy source. Having this ready-to-use supply has been kind of a big deal in the middle of my day, specifically uh, when I'm feeling that, that midday crash. Uh, this isn't for keto diet uh, people, keto diet practitioners. I'm certainly not a keto diet practitioner. There's uh, little to no carb restriction in my lifestyle. There probably should be a little bit more of it. But I've been using the two fluid ounce bottles that have about 10 grams of ketones. I mix that in a in some pineapple and some orange juice in the middle of my day, kind of make a midday motivational cocktail. And my favorite part about it is the mental energy that I get through it. That's usually the hardest part about getting through the middle of the day is I feel uh, cognitively crushed. So when I have this energy source that feels a little bit more uh, for body and mind, I don't feel the same fatigue and cloudiness that I might get uh, from other energy sources. So uh, the other thing I've noticed a lot is I have a lot better recovery using Ketone IQ. I like to do a lot of high intensity interval training. I usually have one session of that a day. A lot of times I like to stack or layer swimming sessions or jujitsu sessions on top of that multiple times a week. So using Ketone IQ has made it a lot easier to start getting through my week and tackling a lot more of that training session. But if you're interested in trying it out, you can go to hvmn.com and use the code FIELDCRAFT at checkout and that'll save you 20%, which is a pretty awesome deal. I've looked around and I don't know where else that exists. So head on over and take advantage of that. And But that too can happen in stages. And so you're what you're doing now is taking it from the stage of, mm. let me start in my home. Yeah. Do I feel prepared to defend my house alongside mm. Ben if Ben's not home? Mm-hmm. You live on 30, 40 acres mm-hmm. from wild animals that mm-hmm. may be coming to... Foxes trying to kill my injure chickens. Injure my sweet, precious cow. Yeah. Um, who's the star of this podcast show oh, and she doesn't even star. know it. She's queen. <laughs> So you've started in steps. You've started in stages. Yeah. That's how you eat an elephant. Exactly. In pieces. It's like, do you have the firearm? Are you practicing with it? Mm-hmm. Are you then wearing it maybe without any rounds in it? You know, it's baby steps. Mm-hmm. And you've done that. Mm-hmm. You know, I've watched you. I've watched you walk through this process and I've watched Ben get so excited about it with you. Mm-hmm. And I know that that gives him a sense of security when he's, when he, to not feel like he has to be the sole yeah. protector of a big family, mm-hmm. big house. Yeah. Yes. Um, and even when he's gone mm-hmm. to just, you're capable, but mm-hmm. let's step into that capability. And it's something that you had to grow into. And it's, it's not for any, for and everybody. it's still not fully comfortable, you know. Maybe firearms aren't for everybody. Personal protection is for everybody. Absolutely. My Kubaton on my keychain. Mm-hmm. My pepper spray. But you've done this too in a way that I think is going to resonate beautifully with the women that you help to um, represent. A- and so much fear around it, around the firearms and around personal protection and personal security is the fear of injuring your children or the fear mm-hmm. of the risk to your children. And so I love that I get to walk through that with you and say, look at the powerful role we can play in alleviating all of those false beliefs, eliminating all of those false beliefs, because we're going to take it from a standpoint of safety and security and responsibility from the start. Yes. Um, you have the VARA safe mm-hmm. that we talk about all the time. Yeah. Um, and that's so important to you because you want ready access to your firearm. Um, if you're not, if they're not familiar with the VARA safe, it is a, um, a safe that you attach to I have it attached to my nightstand, Mm -hmm. anything wood, anything stable. And it has um, a brass bar that comes across and locks your firearm in to the safe. Mm -hmm. Trigger can't be accessed. Mm -hmm. Um, So mine, you can store it fully loaded, feel personally safe and secure that that firearm's not coming out, not accidentally shooting. A baby can't stick their finger in there and deploy the trigger. And it uses biometrics, which are... um, were created exclusively by VARA to eliminate a lot of the problems that happen with biometrics, which is the thumbprint technology. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you access it within 0.3 seconds using your yeah. fingerprint. I'm so excited to have that because I have the firearm, mm-hmm. right? It's sitting by my bedside mm-hmm. in a safe that it takes me forever to fumble with and get off my nightstand and actually get open. And I feel like in an, in an emergency situation, is that really practical or realistic for me? No, it's not like that safe I'm super excited about because it presents like a really easy Mm -hmm. solution to that 
Yeah, and we're constantly trying to be better. A, a big, large safe is great. It's a solution. Mm -hmm. Might not be the optimal one for these, this scenario. Mm -hmm. A bedside safe is great and it's a solution, but it might not be the optimal one. Yeah. It might not be best practice. Right. You can move that it's safe. Better it's better than nothing. Absolutely. It's better than nothing. Like I felt comfort in that when I had it, but mm -hmm. also in my mind, I'm like, but in reality, if someone comes into my house, like, how does that actually work for me? It's going to be a little bit more challenging. So, and for me, this is another thing that I can view through that pace plan lens, you know? Yeah. That's the primary. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that is so, that's so important. Um, that's been so important for you is doing this mm -hmm. in a way that keeps your family and your household safe. And I'm just really excited to watch. I feel like when you talk about it or when you even mention personal security, people come flooding in with a bunch of questions and you're like, I'm, re I'm ready for this, but yes. like, this is a lot yes. to answer yes. at one time, but it just goes to show you the curiosity, the lack of education that's out mm -hmm. there. And there's so many ways for women who are influencing other women to be relevant. But when it comes to these topics, these topics where you could speak endlessly about mm -hmm. medical health, mm -hmm. home birth, homesteading, you know, nourishing yes. diets for your families, but it gets to personal security and you're like, I want to do this in a really relevant way, but mm -hmm. I also want this, want all the information to be steadfast and sure for them to build these safe foundations on. And you're building that foundation yourself and you're yeah. letting them watch that process. But I love that because safety is such a priority for me and because I've done this for so long and lived this lifestyle that I can like be, it's like, it makes me giddy. Like oh, I'm back here to help you <laughs> and we're going to perfect this. I'm like and, it where Amber was 10 years ago <laughs> when you first started with all of it. No, it, it, if you have the desire, you have the capabilities, yeah. you know? Well, I think every woman has the capability It is, do you have the desire mm -hmm. and, and then the knowledge to eliminate the fear surrounding mm -hmm. whatever that topic is to normalize it. Yeah. It's so huge mm -hmm. because I want to feel like I'm little, I, you know, I've taken, um, personal like self-defense courses mm -hmm. and, um, the reality is the odds aren't in your favor when you're someone like me. You have against... to level out the playing field. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to be able to do that. And it's from, <clears throat> I love that you get to do this in the same way that I get to do this from a deep respect and understanding mm -hmm. of the sanctity of human life. Mm -hmm. That's why I do what I do. Yeah. Not, not because of the flippancy of it. Right. I don't believe in that at all, mm -hmm. but I do believe in our God-given right to self-defense and mm -hmm. the innate nature in us to protect. Yes. Um, and so I heavily lean into that and love to encourage other women to whenever it's the right place for them. You're so good at doing that too. Thank you. You've been such a good, obviously like, get a little aggressive about it. Like occasion, but I can call you and be like, what do I do? And mm -hmm. like, walk me You've through You've done this. so good. You have the, you have our visor panel. Yeah. Um, you are, you were a nurse, so you have so much medical training already. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I just feel like it's something you do naturally, you know? Um, I and, just, I and don't teaching like feeling, I don't like the feeling of not being prepared or being able to like get myself out of a scenario or not having the tools I need. I, yeah. And I don't, I think <clears throat> most people don't, I think mm -hmm. everybody doesn't. That's a human at the base of the Maslow's hierarchy of mm -hmm. needs is security. Yep. And Outsourcing that is not security. Mm -mm. Waiting for the cops to come is not security. Maybe it can be part of your pace plan, but it's not your, yeah. that should not be the main thing. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's an innate need. Yeah, I agree. And I can't even say most people, it's all people. Mm -hmm. Like it's built into the human, human being needs to be secure mm -hmm. and safe. Um, but people have ignored it because they, there's just so much, fighting at odds with that belief system, mm -hmm. you know? And there is, and I think for a long time there was, there wasn't discomfort in our day to day. Mm -hmm. I think the last few years have taught a lot of people like why this is important. You can see what happens when certain things in society like crumble and mm -hmm. how easily that affects our whole entire like culture and world really. Um, and you can't rely on it taught me you can't rely on anyone else. Mm -hmm. Like it has to be from within. Where do you think if women are 
like, I, I feel the need to start. I feel the call to start. Like, where do you think they should start? What do you think has been the best place? With personal security or just preparedness? Self-reliance in general. Like being a modern day prepared mother, mm. a mother of children. That sounded like I was like saying mother. Yeah. I think basic emergency, like mm -hmm. you need to know CPR. You need to know the Heimlich. If your child's choking, what are you going to do? Mm -hmm. Basic, basic things. Easy. That's like an online course. You know, you can learn that really mm -hmm. easily. Um, YouTube video. Food and water. Basic medical supplies. Um, things you can use for like medicinal purposes. Mm -hmm. Whatever you want those to be. Uh security essential oils you can say it essential oils. essential oils you can say essential oils here. <laughs> yeah it's safe it's compliant essential oils herbs Home medicines i think having we talked the other day about having like benadryl mm -hmm. necessary so necessary um saved my son's life yeah <laughs> crazy um yeah and then defense i mean i feel like that's kind of the how i've started mm-hmm in yeah, my, in the, my those pillars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of how we operate here: is breaking things down into pillars. You're never, you're never gonna feel completely assured if you're just focused on one. Yeah, you know, it's definitely a widespread foundation. And the self sufficiency, like, so I, one of the things is, you know, like now we have, and obviously not everyone can get a milk cow, but could you get a couple chickens to like mm -hmm. lay eggs for you? Because um, we're in a place now where it's like. If things really got crazy, well, I know how to make bread out of flour. I learned, I taught myself to make sourdough, right? So I need flour and salt and water and I can make bread. Mm -hmm. And we have our milk and we have our eggs. Like we can live off of that if we need to. Yeah. You know, and it's not like just that. Ahead. I'm like, I feel, I feel peace. Mm -hmm. So much peace in that. Yeah. And you have your med skills. Mm hmm and I have my pantry full of supplies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know how to create more. Yeah. If you would need. Yeah. Um, on the topic of building resiliency, do you know we have a resiliency course? What? In Wyoming in November. That sounds fun. It's like all of- I'm terrifying. All, all, all of these <laughs> what are you All do? of these discussions of becoming uncomfortable mm -hmm. lumped into one fantastic weekend of discomfort. Um, Sign me up. Ice baths, sauna. <laughs> okay, ice baths. Yes. You need to come. Awesome. Sounds fun. You need to come. Let's do it. Let's get you out here. That will be so fun. I want, I, I'm so excited to watch this whole, the whole culture here change and not change, shift, expand. Everyday preparedness. Yeah. Is that what you're going it, Just like, I love watching, watching women step up to the plate. Mm -hmm. Watching even men who may not be comfortable with the tactical lifestyle or lump themselves in that, into that category, starting to recognize, oh, well, there's other components here to self-reliance. Yeah. Like you are more likely to use your med skills than you are to get in a gunfight statistically. Right. Yeah. It's so important, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. using, having basic understanding of the anatomy, yeah. how to use a tourniquet, how to stop a bleed, how to apply a chest seal, why you'd even apply a chest seal. You can learn that in a matter of an hour. Absolutely. You know, the basic concept yeah. and be able to facilitate and use it in an emergency. These are skill sets that are so critical. Mm -hmm. These are skill sets that need to be instilled into families. And these are some our kids, teaching mm -hmm. our kids, because I think that's where we kind of lost it, right? Is mm -hmm. I wasn't taught any of that stuff as a kid, and my parents probably weren't. So now, in part, and I'm sure you're doing this too, in like our homeschool, this mm -hmm. is part of the things that we're learning about is the human body and what to do in an emergency and how to dress your own wounds. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and it's really cool to see them like learning those skill sets at such a young age and feeling confident mm -hmm. in those things. Yeah. The, the, um, structure of education is, or it is called the pedagogy. Um, and I have, that was like one of the first blogs I ever wrote was the pedagogy of preparedness. And I need to go find it and like link it because at the time I felt like it probably wasn't completely appreciated, but it was like that whole concept of our generations prior had to take care of mm -hmm. all of these things. 
But whenever outsourcing became available mm -hmm. and the umbilical cord was created, mm -hmm. um, that the, that became more a little more scarce. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, a lot of that, it's not lost. It just needs to be yeah. nurtured again. Reawakened. But the hardest part is that, well, I think the hardest part was probably in the past, whenever it seemed like that was a solution. And so it got people to a blind complacency. But now we're seeing the ramifications of what that does and mm -hmm. how we were not created to outsource those parts of us. Mm -hmm. um, it does seem like things are trending and there's been more there is. of people it is that because they've gotten past that. that bell curve. Yeah. And, but it's still it's like the pendulum swing, right? Like you go really mm -hmm. far this way and then it, you kind of correct and go back the other way and make your way back to neutral. Yeah. But to, to have the ability to outsource and choose not to takes grit, determination and resolve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And resiliency, which we will facilitate growing in both of us in Wyoming. In ice baths. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. I'm so excited to do more with you. Yes. I love helping to encourage the women here, but it's so nice to have other voices join alongside. And I constantly say what we do here is amplify the voices of so many others. And the voices are saying, just teach us, lead us, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and so there's so much power in numbers and collective belief and resolve. And so... I yeah, really, no, I, I think really it's great. It. I love what Fieldcraft does, and I'm I'm huge on empowering families, empowering mothers, eliminating fear, growing in confidence, so that you can just live life in peace and know you have skill sets should you need them, but you have that peace of mind because you are prepared. Mm -hmm. What's your so. favorite Fieldcraft product? Oh, I I love the tourniquets. I know. I'm like I have to have one of those in every vehicle, every nook and cranny. I love that kids can use them. <clears throat> yeah. My six-year-old can get a tourniquet tight enough to occlude. Yeah, that's awesome. I need to teach my kids to use them. Yeah. I don't know that yet. We'll have a, we'll a, have a kid adventure day. weekend. Yes. Yes. I love it. Okay, tell everybody where they can find you. Um, find me on Instagram, essentially Erin. Um, Two underscores at the end, but usually I come. Well, I don't know. She's Not pretty famous. So. Not always. Essentially, Erin with two underscores. Um, my Except when she's shadow banned. Yeah. <laughs> my website's essentially Erin.com. That's it. All yeah. right. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for having me. This Thanks was really for being fun. here. Yeah. This was great. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.